0: Welcome to the Social Witnessing Podcast, observing the world from a nice, safe distance.: All right, episode 25 Social Witnessing Podcast with our guests. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> it's us again. And
1: uh, but this time we didn't screw up. Yeah. No mistakes
0: time is just a planned a planned solo journey through the depths of hell <laughs> <laughs> through the darkness that is uh, my my psyche yeah. uh, so preface this I guess by saying this uh, is what it's
1: like to live with you niece.
0: yeah this is what it's like <laughs> to live with me and in me uh, preface this by saying if uh, trigger warning I guess if you are uh, what's the word prone to anxiety or
1: feelings of depression
0: or do not want to hear about the doom and gloom numbers that are out there and prefer instead to listen to the Canadian government or specifically the BC government
1: or our normal podcast where we try to be positive
0: right then you'll get you yeah then you don't want to listen today Like, we'll still get some positives because there are positives in the world. And I want to touch on both. And Michelle's a fairly positive person, so I'm sure she'll balance me out. But there's also going to be some (laughs) massacre, (laughs) some savagery. But so let's start at the beginning.
1: Okay, so bye for those who are leaving. Right. (laughs) So if you're leaving,
0: um, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Excuse me. For what should be uh, a much um, more uplifting it's Jono tomorrow right it is Jono he's in New York so there is going to be some darkness but that's okay. we have some in every episode but he's um an amazing guy who's very uh generally speaking very uplifting and very joyous uh, and I've known him for a long time so um yeah if you're one of those people I spoke about then we'll see you tomorrow for that for the rest of you let's get into it (laughs) So uh, yesterday, was it yesterday, the day, yesterday? yesterday, yeah, uh, the BC government came out and said it is time for a four phase plan to reintroduce us back into society and to open up society. The first phase is <clears throat> you just read this first phase is like um, massage therapists, some surgeries, yeah,
1: elective surgeries, um,
0: therapies. Um. Who else was on that
1: list? Oh, RMT, offices, um, restaurants and pubs, if they can observe social distancing, all We're, those sorts of things. Right.
0: So a bunch of stuff that's really close quarters. I don't know how you can possibly uh, social distance when you're getting a massage. That seems unreasonable
1: well no it's it's not about it's not about social distancing anymore it's like you can be in small groups again it's not about it's not it's social distancing for larger groups
0: right so here's the first point is that what they're saying is that as long as we don't go above a 60 percent threshold of what we used to do then hospitals will not be overwhelmed they're not saying there's not going to be more infections and more deaths that's not really their concern because they're as we spoke about yesterday they're a government's overall concern is for the country not necessarily the people individually as it has to be um and so they're not saying there's not going to be outbreaks or more deaths or increased numbers of infections they're just saying that if we maintain 60 percent whatever that means because that's a pretty Seems like a semi-arbitrary number. Um, it's
1: from models, right? They've been modeling, right?
0: And not like any of those models have been wrong so far. <laughs> um, then yeah, then the uh, healthcare system will not be overwhelmed. That that's what they're basing opening society back up on. Now. Yeah. <laughs> That I feel like that in itself is like, well, okay. So hospitals are not going to be overwhelmed. Um, but what does that do for us individually as people, uh, with families, with kids? So they're saying now, uh, under these phases, you can go to like small group gatherings. Um, you can see family, you can even hug as long as they're not, as long as they don't have other conditions that make them susceptible. Um, And this is all, uh, I don't know when exactly he said this, I think only a day or two ago. This is when coming right off the back of Trudeau being asked about, should people go for walks? And his response was, do not go out unless you absolutely have to. Hashtag Trudeau on walks. And so from that we're going to like okay you can go to groups you can even go to to pubs to bars to restaurant they're going to have to distance a little bit uh, i don't see how your waiter is going to distance or your bartender is going to distance that much but they're going to seat people a little bit separately but in order for them to open and be able to pay off bills they're not i read some um, the smaller restaurant owners talking about how there's no way they can do that they can't they can't manage it uh financially and so it'll only be like the big uh, companies, according to this article at least, uh, big companies like Earl's, um, Cactus Club, those types who could maybe afford to do so. And it'll be, they have to submit. um,
1: Like a plan.
0: Yeah, a plan of of how they're going to do it, how they're going to manage it, kind of uh, watching all their employees all the time for signs of sickness, stuff like that. Although that that seems a little bit pointless considering you can be asymptomatic and carry Um, for quite a long time as we all know and so that's that that that's kind of where the plan is now and now the question is is it valid and what does it mean individually and so the way i did it was kind of looking at elsewhere in the world is it really calming down like have we really flattened the curve Um, what's happening in places where things are less strict because we've been lucky in bc Um, not really by mandate, but, but I think just people in general, just, we jumped on the ball pretty quick. And, um, most people seem to have followed along with the social distancing plan. Um, everybody's washing their hands, all that sort of stuff. We closed businesses very early, but in places where they've been slower to react, um, and even in places where kind of this all began, like, uh. Italy, for example, still rising with uh, 1.5K infected or confirmed infections yesterday versus 1K the day before. Uh, There are 30,000 deaths now. Uh, Okay, let's let's just go and run through some of these numbers. First off, Canada. So we've had um, about 4,500 deaths in Canada, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which for... Uh, And this is not including people who kind of died. They say uh, the number could be quite a bit higher, especially in places like assisted living homes, um, old age homes where uh, they might die before getting diagnosed. But let's just use the official number 4.5k deaths, which by the way, in Canada, we have about three to three and a half K um, deaths from the flu every year, year, 12 months. And so for everyone who was saying this is just the flu, and still, you can still see it online, people still arguing this is the flu. We're, we're at four and a half K deaths in whatever it is, three months or so. So it's clearly not just the flu. Um, we've had about a, a million tests in Canada. Six percent of them were positive. Um, Ontario had 400 new cases yesterday. Um, Sorry, where is, yeah. Okay, and then elsewhere in the world. So, Russia, 10K infections four days in a row. So, 10,000 new infections for the last four days. Uh, Africa, cases shot up 42% in the past week, and that's, again, they're assuming it's underreported just because they're not testing as many as they they should be. Uh, Brazil recorded 10,000 cases and 615 deaths yesterday. In one day,
1: yeah, but I thought Brazil did like no social distancing. Same right. with Russia. I thought they just were like
0: right. So this treated is, it like a flu. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's what I prefaced it with. This is where places where they haven't been as strict with it. Um, the U.S. is now at one point two million infections with about seventy five thousand deaths. They had record cases yesterday in Kentucky, Oregon, Wisconsin. Uh, Minnesota has set a new record in nine of the last 14 days for infections. So clearly the the curve has not been flattened there. Um, Yeah, so those are kind of like the problem spots in the world right now. And then the good news is coming out of South Korea, uh, which is reopening schools next week. They feel like they've done enough. Um, And kind of the model, although it is a bit... Um, it's just due to their size. But Iceland has all but eliminated the virus um, in their country, 97% of cases have recovered. They've only had two new cases in a week. But the reason is because they've tested over 50,000 people, which is about like 14, 15% of their population. So, with a population that small and that many tests, um, they've basically stamped out. But they've shown the model that if we have enough tests and we test everybody or as many people as, even just people who, who are connected, um, not even just showing symptoms, but who are connected to people have been confirmed, then you can get a handle on it. Uh, but Isn't I don't that what Korea did? I think Korea, yeah, they tested a lot as well.
1: Yeah, and they did, like, strategic testing when they found someone that was infected. They tested within those groups.
0: Yeah, and they followed, like, they they did, like...
1: Who you've been in contact with.
0: Yeah, a bit of, like, spying on their, like...
1: Espionage.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, that's why those places are doing well now. And you can talk about Big Brother all you want, that we're willingly giving up our privacy, but I don't really see us having any significant privacy anymore regardless so I'd rather reuse that lack of privacy for good Um, yeah so yeah so that's the good and the bad and now the question is what is happening in BC or what's going to happen and whether this is a good plan a bad plan um, whether they're taking the right things into consideration I'm not gonna try and pretend like I have any sort of idea or know better than anybody who's making any of these decisions. But it does strike me, I, I, I do, whenever I hear them talking, I do hear the fact that like, they're just, it, it's more of a economy thing than a health thing. As long as the hospitals aren't overwhelmed, it's better for the country to be open. And so that's the basis. for more people. Right. Yeah, something like we lost, I uh, can't remember if this was in Canada or in BC, but f- lost like 400,000 jobs um, in the last three months. That's
1: a lot of jobs.
0: That's a lot of jobs.
1: Yeah, regardless, whether it's here or Canada, that's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of people.
0: But what does that mean for us individually? Does that mean like because they say, okay, you can go back to work because you're in phase one. Does that mean you're comfortable going back to work? Does it mean it's smart for you to go to, back to work? They're also saying, we spoke about this a little yesterday, they're, vol- they're thinking of voluntary opening of some schools, so you don't have to send your kids, but you can if you want, and they're going to try and distance them. Although, as I said yesterday, I don't see how that's possibly doable, it's like at the elementary school level, to keep everybody distant. Um, yeah, what's your take?
1: I am... Excited on one hand. <laughs> I mean, I don't wanna be the guinea pig, but at the same time, for those who do want to go out, I'm not really against it. I I this is gonna sound so bad. I wanna see what's gonna happen. I want yeah, people every, to get out it's there. It's not bad.
0: Everybody's interested, but
1: I wanna see what's gonna happen. I don't want like I don't want to be the one to do it. I don't wanna go out I mean I do. But I don't wanna be the first out. But I do. I wanna see what's gonna happen. I wanna see, like, do we have it under control? Is it actually okay? Or is it gonna blow up? And yes, you need gets to be absolutely right that we stayed inside this whole time. But yeah, I wanna I wanna see. I'm I'm glad that the restrictions are starting to be lifted. I don't think like I hope it doesn't go too far that it endangers people that are vulnerable. But at the same time, I'm sure like especially someone who's very, maybe even has had it. The idea of getting to go back to work and start making an income again is probably appealing, especially Mm -hmm. if you've had it. You're probably like, okay, I've had it. Like who cares what they know about um, resistance or like, yeah, reinfection. I'll risk it at that point. If I had had it, I would have a very different attitude. Mm -hmm. I I would just think just based on previous scientific facts, Mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna be okay for a while, I would go out. Absolutely. But yeah, if you haven't had it before, I guess it's different. So there's going to be all sorts of people. Like, I think everyone that has had it is probably, like, ready to get out there. Like, they feel like they're going to be fine, at least for this next bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they are. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I'm sure people who have had it are probably already out there. Yeah. Once once you're clear and it's not showing up in the tests anymore and you're not infectious, then I don't see why you'd really stay inside
1: anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like they've announced anyone getting it twice yet. Like, there haven't been any cases not, of yeah, people... Yeah, not
0: clear-cut. There was, like, a couple of maybe cases in China early on, but... Well, I haven't I haven't read since then, but at that time, it was kind of, like, wishy-washy. Like, maybe they had some false negative tests before, and so the reinfection was actually just the original infection.
1: Well, and even at Milo's clinic, they had a false positive.
0: Yeah, there was super high, especially at the beginning, a super high rate of of all kinds of false tests
1: yeah so yeah i want i want life to get back to normal i'm really rooting for it i kind of just want this all to be over and i want so many people to be wrong right now i just want it to be like yeah this is bad and yeah it could happen again but i hope we really get some downtime like i hope we do like even if it's going to come back again in september i just hope we get this time to get our life in order get set up again like I think knowing that this could happen again I will maybe start shopping like I used to when we had four children in our family and always have like a store of food and you know backup supplies and things like that so that it's not this mad dash if it happens again to try to sort out what to do and just be prepared for next time and be prepared for homeschooling or like have office spaces set up but the problem is is that to do that now without going out or every time you go out to be so stressed about getting sick is just such a drag. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like, so it just takes everything out of you. And then like, you know, like us on this kick of trying to stay healthy and not drink and do all these things, you know, like when I went to go look at houses that weekend, by the time you get home, you're just bagged. Like never mind the driving, the driving was hard enough for me, especially when like now I don't drive at all. And then it's just, like, being around people. that, And every, you can tell everyone's anxious to be in, you know, like the person showing the house was sitting in her car with a mask on. And then, like, you know, like I said, I'm in that house, and I hear people coming upstairs. I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to get out of the house without passing them? Mm-hmm. And you're like, go through the basement door. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, I can go out the basement. i like, run right on the side. I'm like, with all this drama, I hate it. <laughs> I hate that part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... I want to see what's going to happen. I want to see when the first wave of people go out there. Is there a spike? Do a bunch of people get sick? I don't want to be that person. And but I want it to happen now. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. For those who want to. Yeah. Like, and especially
0: with some places like South Korea being slightly ahead of us, it'll be interesting to watch them. Because I think their school is just like going back to semi-normal. I mm-hmm. don't know too much about it, so don't quote me on that. But from what I gathered from the article I read, they're just like schools open again. So that'll be um, interesting to see how that goes. But yeah, the, the BC government was very adamant multiple times saying if something spikes again, we're just going to shut everything back down. So this isn't like this doesn't mean we're back open for business.
1: Oh, right. So don't go out and be reckless kind
0: of thing. Yeah, this is like a trial run, essentially. Mm. And then if phase one goes well, then phase two um
1: so do you think like if phase one goes well we can get takeout
0: i mean lots of people are (laughs) lots of people have been doing takeout this whole time i mean they've had like
1: i know but i want to know how many of those people got infected (laughs)
0: yeah the uh they were like government instagram ads telling you to support your local takeout, your local restaurants and stuff.
1: The first place I'm going once I know like it's absolutely safe is straight up to Tom Sushi. I'm ordering like 60 dollars worth of sushi and I'm yeah. just sitting down just eating sushi or just till I'm ill, till yeah. I'm absolutely ill.
0: Tom sponsor us. We've never wanted a sponsor more than uh, Tom Sushi.
1: I also shout them out. They're like one of the best sushi places on Davie and they're in a tough spot. I'm sure the rent is stupid. And they have such good food, such Mm -hmm. good food. So if they're still up and thriving after all this, uh, if you guys are in Vancouver, Tom Sushi on Davie. It's really good. And their staff is wonderful, Mm -hmm. especially because we used to go there two days a week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready for life. I'm ready for life to get back to normal. I'm really itching to get outside and start moving again. Like, as much as I've been committed to trying to move inside, it's not the same.
0: hmm No, it's not.
1: It's not the same. And, like, I was just had such big plans for the summer. Like, last summer we did really well. We did so many hikes, and we were really, like, starting to ride bikes a lot. And, like, <clears throat> this was the summer I wanted to purchase my own bike instead of buy- and borrowing one. And I'm just like, oh, it's just...
0: Yeah, and the stressors with Parker, our son, I feel like are, I really want those to be over. Like, mm-hmm. I took him outside just in our little courtyard in our apartment building today. And even that is, like, still stressful. You still have to watch, you know, when you're climbing stairs or getting in elevators, if there's anybody coming in now and he's very aware and don't touch your face, don't touch your face. Who Was it Amanda maybe said, like, that someone told her, like, the less they know, the better. Mm. And I feel like maybe we're not in that camp. Uh, we're pretty open and honest with him, and when he has questions, and we just explain as best we can without yeah. without trying, but
1: trying, not scary. To like, him. Like, trying not to scare him.
0: Yeah, just in yeah, like all we've said is, you know, lots of people are getting sick. You can get sick just from kind of being near people, so we're staying away. But it's going to be over soon. And
1: yeah, and I think we've even said like, don't worry, you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, we <laughs> always of all tell all people are
1: going to be fine. Kids are fine. <laughs> Well, and Parker, too, like, when he gets something, I'm, like, near death, and he's like, oh, my nose is plugged, it's the worst day ever.
0: <laughs> but he was, he was in rough shape that time, right, yeah, when this all started, all three of us got sick, and he was in really rough shape, he had the highest fever he's had for, like, a good couple, three, four days in a row.
1: No, it was six.
0: Oh, yeah, because right. then we were yeah. like,
1: I was like, at what point does he go to the hospital? Yeah, take but this is
0: before any of that, it was... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mine was in december
1: his was january because i got sick at the same time
0: and yeah my december one at the very end of december when we went we traveled because we went to your mom's mm-hmm. in edmonton and so we were traveling so who knows maybe we were part of the infection
1: i'd really like it. to know like if they were testing for antibodies i'd just like to know
0: yeah and it was the i mean i assumed it was the flu at the time now who knows i didn't never had not that i can remember definitely it wasn't noticeable enough that i remember the shortness of breath But, um, yeah, I had, like, the worst fever, like, feeling-wise. It just felt the worst I'd ever felt. And I was even saying to Michelle, like, I feel like I need to go to the hospital. I feel like I'm cooking for me. I remember, like, lying on the floor while they were, she was still at work, and Parker was at at school. And I was just lying on the floor of our house being like, I feel like I'm dying right now. Um, And even though I say that probably more than most people, (laughs) (laughs) that one I really felt like, holy, I'm just, cooking like i've never cooked before so we don't know maybe we were the first maybe wave the first this whole time we could have just been out partying
1: i i just wanted to okay i got a bit distracted there for a second because um obviously our blinds are open and we face a building and i don't know maybe i like watching the people across from us more than anybody else but when does this um when do these restrictions lift
0: uh, i don't know what do they give it like a specific day to start today I, don't, I thought it was like two weeks just so.
1: Our neighbor has a friend over. Yeah. He hasn't had anyone over this whole time. He usually has people over every Thursday, but since this, since this has been happening, he hasn't had anybody over. And today he has a friend over. Okay. That's a cre- <laughs> creepy
0: amount of information. <laughs> um, hopefully he doesn't hear this podcast.
1: I just know because they drink every Thursday out on the balcony, that's why. And I'm always like, oh, is it the weekend? I'm like, no, it's Thursday. Mm. That's why I know. Anyway... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I hope we were the first. Like I hope we were the first. I hope we're good. Um I don't like we haven't seen anyone for a while, so definitely Neve hasn't told the story to anyone. But I really believed in the beginning that I, I had it. Like after I heard all the symptoms and everything, especially the early symptoms before we knew like the full what it was like I was sure I had it and I remember like standing in the kitchen telling Eve I've had it like I'm I'm gonna go out I've had it I'm probably immune and he's like like shut up science <laughs> <laughs> like you're not even stating facts
0: i, I never tell you shut no up.
1: you never say shut up
0: but yeah she was just spitting <laughs> like science as if they were scientific like I know I, I had I had a fever and like I'm like you're not a doctor you don't <laughs> even doctors can't tell you if you had it without a test uh, yeah. but it did Feel like that was we either just got the worst flu we've all ever had at the exact perfect time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or we had it. And you still have the ongoing cough. The only thing is, you've had that for a couple of years, so it's yeah. unlikely that's it. But, you, but they do say there's like after you're, you're good, after you get over corona, you have a cough, or like it could last for months.
1: Whenever I breathe deeply, I get a cough, it sucks. But (laughs) you have
0: had it before, so... Yeah. It doesn't mean as much as if you hadn't.
1: But who knows? Maybe, right? It could be. We don't know. I don't smoke. Like, I don't do anything smoking-wise. I shouldn't have a cough. But, yeah, the last couple years when I've gotten sick in the winter, I've gotten... a. It's like secondary infection after that
0: chronic like, chronic cough t-
1: turns into like a chronic cough
0: yeah which again is more reason for for you not to be the first even though i feel like you're going to be <laughs> rushing it more than i'd like um if you're Im- immune compromised and you have other issues and you know works works not that important in the grand scheme of things and maybe this will put maybe people are on the fence i feel like it's my job to be like the the a devil's advocate, and to maybe people are on the fence. Maybe I can save a life or two and remind you all what dying of corona is actually like because you can't have any visitors and you're on a ventilator, face down in a ventilator until you die by yourself. Family You can-
1: think about the most morbid <laughs> <than> things. <laughs> I've never bothered to think like exactly what it would be like. I'll deal with it when I get there.
0: Well, I I read some of the situations, (gasps) and and we have family and friends who work in that environment. And so early on, this is all earlier on stuff when I could still thought I could handle learning stuff like that. And that image has just been imprinted. Why
1: do no you have such bad anxiety? Your parents,
0: your uh, family can't come visit you. Your kids can't come visit you. Like I knew that part. It's just, that's it. Like if you're gonna go, then you're just gonna go alone in a horrible way. Um, it's not like, you know, dying of cancer where you can have everybody around you and make it as painless as possible. It's uh, an awful way to go. And uh, yeah. So suck on that
1: <laughs> well then that's
0: uh too far he too took it too far, far. <laughs> it too, far.
1: <laughs> too far
0: but I don't know it just feels like anyone with kids like has to like be a little you know I don't like thinking about. I don't like that it's stuck in my head now but um I also feel like it makes me cautious enough that I don't take risks i don't take unnecessary risks right now where those risks really we have we have no idea of what the percentages are on either side so um who said it um someone on our podcast said like we don't it's one of the quotes actually on our instagram we don't know the true risk so why not err on the side of caution Mm. oh liam said it yeah and yeah, that's that's how I live my life. Is are er, er, er on the side of caution when it comes to health. And then when it comes to things like work or finances, then I'm on the other side where like take bigger risks than pr- is probably smart to do.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're reversed. Yeah, we are reversed. We're but reversed. That, that's
0: why it's wonderful. That's why we work so well together. The sort of balance.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Otherwise we we'd either be like hobbits locking up the chaining up the gate and never going out or live with
1: our parents
0: or or be the first ones dead
1: (laughs) or we'd be like really rich or live with our parents yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know i miss my friends i miss going out i miss dance like i'm enjoying dance online that's amazing that Like, you get to dance with all these different people now because they're all online, which you couldn't do before. Like, I'm not going to fly to L.A. to go dance with someone. Like, that's just not... And even to Jamaica, I'd love to go to Jamaica and do these dance retreats. I can never do it. So, yeah, just getting to dance with all these amazing dancers is so cool. But I miss Kirby, and I miss my, you know, Wednesday or Thursday nights out. And I miss that we'd all go for a drink after, and there's, like, that social aspect to it. You know, and I miss, like, workshops and, like, just being with other women that aren't, like, maybe my close-knit group of friends and have different perspectives or just are different age groups. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm really, like, it's us. And I only talk to my friends and my immediate family, and I feel like my, I already felt like my bubble was small. Mm -hmm. Like, I already, I was well aware that I am a downtown bubbled person. Like, sometimes I'm not even aware of what happens in the rest of Vancouver. Like, it's really bad. But now I think it's getting worse. Like now I'm not even getting that experience of other people with who maybe don't have like-minded views. Cool. Or, you know, I'm not even getting out of my age group other than one person I work with that I sometimes do like a Zoom lunch with.
0: Yeah. But also it's only been a couple. It's been like two months. So two
1: months for a social person is like...
0: <laughs> two months over the course of a lifetime. <gasps> Um, but yeah, it sucks for sure. Yeah, Everybody, sucks. everybody's missing stuff and everybody's had to sacrifice. Um, but like people, I don't know. I just, I always just go to like other people who have done this. So you think of places that are war torn right now yeah. or like I always for some reason, maybe just our, my background, I always go back to world war two and what people had to endure and not even the like horrific stuff, but just like being holed up while your city is getting bombed. Is horrific enough. Um mm-hmm. but um yeah, just years of it. The years of having to do essentially this but with the actual real threat uh hanging over your head constantly. Whereas this is just like it's kind of just an inconvenience when you really break it down.
1: Yeah. an inconvenience but it's also still shaping you in some way like it's shaping parker in some way he's gonna carry this with him it's gonna like all kids now there'll be some especially the ones that have parents like us who are like taking it to the more extreme like other parents in his school you know they go out every day for an hour Mm -hmm. and even like linda can see english bay and like the park from her balcony and she says yeah there's always like parents with their kids just out there she's like and they only stay for an hour and then they leave but they're out there every day like it's not as I don't think the impact will be as great on them right yeah so well who knows I shouldn't say who knows maybe that's hard for them and that's why they have to go outside but yeah and I think even for me I'm, I'm afraid that it's breaking some of the social like it's hard to make friends in Vancouver and it's hard to keep your connection strong I feel like it's breaking some of my social ties too so
0: I think it's probably just putting them on hold.
1: I hope so. Yeah, I hope so.
0: Once this is all done, there's nothing to prevent you from going to more dance classes and meeting more people. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely definitely been tough.
1: Yeah, it definitely has.
0: So that's the state of affairs uh, in our home and in our province. And a little snapshot of what's going on elsewhere in the world tomorrow we'll have as we said Jono from New York so we'll get our first snapshot into the U.S. and one of the epicenters epicenters
1: epicenter yeah
0: of um these outbreaks I'm not sure what the current situation is there I try and only read what I have to and nothing more so we'll see that and then yeah I'd really love to hear like uh I, like, as we're talking, I'm thinking about, like, the people I know who listen to these and, like, our past guests. And I wish there was a way. I mean, I guess there is. If any of you are listening, go post on our Instagram. Um, but I'd love to hear what everybody's thinking now with these. Are you going to go out? Are you going to go out? Um, yeah. Are you are you a buyer of the uh, government strategy, the 60%? Just hug someone, but only with your two arms and one leg. Um, yeah, what's what's your plan? How comfortable are you with what's going on? And will you be out there first, middle or last?
1: I'll be middle. <laughs> uh, his face now if you can see it. <laughs> it's there's
0: a smile. Yeah, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh on another note, I really really miss my walks and I miss Lady linda I know linda's listening I miss my linda I miss this, the west end
0: this too shall pass yeah and if anybody has a house for us just let us know
1: yeah if you want us to come live with you in a house and you also want a social distance maybe yeah I'm not even saying we're good roommates We have a child that seems to scream like three hours out of the day.
0: We're great roommates.
1: Battle cries all everywhere.
0: Everybody else is a terrible roommate because nobody's being extreme enough (laughs) in this situation. Like, yeah, you can come live with us, but we're going to work every day. Like, okay, we're going to mull that one over. We'll get back to you. Not yet. right, are we done? We're done. Okay, that's it. Uh sorry to depress you. Well
1: Or make you happy if you heard that you're like, Yeah, I am that sixty percent guy see you on the flip side.
0: Or make you happy and like, hey I'm not crazy, I'm not alone. There's other yeah, other quote unquote crazy people who think this is a little bit bananas to just be like using us all as guinea pigs, mm-hmm.
1: like
0: with with random numbers models of what should and shouldn't happen. Yeah. You're not crazy. Either way, you want to go live your life. Go live your life. Live your life. And um, wish you the best. And,
1: and if you do get out there, good luck. I hope you do not get sick. And it's proven that no one else is getting sick, and we all can all go back to the way or some new normal. The way it, this
0: is all Bill Gates's plan to geotag us. <laughs> That's what they're saying.
1: Are they really? Yeah, they just hate him.
0: This, this is the biggest conspiracy about COVID. Is that it's a Bill Gates lead thing, so when
1: they uh, oh give
0: when they get the, the vaccine, the vaccine that it's mm. all we're all going to be tagged, and I, I was like, you know what, I don't care at this point. Like, it's coming. Like the the movies, the future. We're so close to all those futuristic movies we saw. Like, especially the stuff they're doing in China with social social tracking and all that. Like, it's just a matter of time.
1: Have you read Oryx and Craig? No by Margaret Atwood. If anybody hasn't read that, that's a good one. That's really I think there I'm pretty sure it's a vaccine that does it, but it's the whole trigger to the it's an apocalyptic sort of story. It's really good. I think it's one of her best. I don't know. I really liked it.
0: Probably not a good one for people who have anxiety i assume at this point like, uh,
1: probably not considering the like, situation that's yeah. on now but
0: it's like watching that movie contagion on netflix I'm like who are the insane people watching this
1: my story? aunt and she said it's been very informative oh, thank geez. you very much elder
0: watched it like a while back and he said that put him into the like the spiral and oh, really? like started having him get prepared for the end of the world i feel like that's where i'd be except it'd be like curled up on the floor just being like what's the point of this all
1: I think it explains why you have to distance and wash your hands and stay away from people like how quickly things can spread
0: we're seeing that everywhere that where they don't social distance so that's kind of my whole question is like well these places that are open are all exploding with cases still so how does 60% really change that I don't in my mind I don't think it does I don't see how I just can't make logical sense of it, but I guess we'll find out. We shall see. via uh, and As we say in the beginning of the podcast, via a nice, safe distance. <laughs> see you tomorrow.
1: Bye.